0: Sometimes I hear people, when they're going to difficulties, they say, does God care? Does God really remember me? Is God there? Will the God there be for me? And I think that if we were to look at the readings today, and and they're quite rich, and in including the... Salaam, this celebration today of the dedication of St. Mary Major in honor of Our Lady, the Teotokos, would have to say that God does care, but we have to have our eyes to see, we have to have our hearts open, our ears to hear, because otherwise sometimes we get trapped by the present moment of the difficulties, which are sometimes so overwhelming that we feel we have been abandoned by God. We feel like we have not been there, you know, that God has not really been there for us. And today from that first reading, we see the whole congregation of the children of Israel, who after they left Egypt, as we can see, the theme continues to be opened up more and more re, and we uh, the theme of of the of the departure from the from Egypt uh, from the land of slavery through the desert and so the first thing before they even ran out of food they ran out of water they ran out of water In a desert is there's no water there's no place where can you find water you have a large large group of people several hundred thousand and, and they need water so what do you do what do you do so that's the first thing that they complain you know subsequently as we know they complain about food and they don't have the food but the first is water and we know water is absolutely essential how can you have a large group of people going to the desert without the provisions and so the so the the complaint seems to be not just reasonable but complaint built out of fear what will happen to us? We'll, st- we'll, 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 you know, we die without water. You cannot live. Uh, so they complain to the to to Moses, and so then Moses and Aaron went to the meeting place, the tent where, where the the Lord would appear to them. You know, in the cloud, cloud by day, fire by night. And so they went into the tent to pray, to pray, to ask God to give him water. And so the instruction was very simple. Then the glory of the Lord appeared to them. And the Lord said to Moses, take your staff and assemble the community. And, with, and you and your brother Aaron and in their presence ordered the rock to yield its waters. So the Lord says to Moses, you assemble everyone. You assemble so, so they can witness to the power of God, that they can witness and see what took place. So, and then order the rock to yield its waters. From the rock you shall bring forth water for the congregation and their livestock to drink. So Moses took his staff from its place before the Lord As he was ordered, he and Aaron assembled the community in front of the rock where he said to them, listen to me, are you to bring water for you out of this rock? Moses realizes the people know that there's no water. Sand provides no water, rocks provide no water. They know it's not possible, which means that Moses is inviting the people on behalf of the Lord to look again to see the impossibility of such an action and yet for god all things are possible does god care we have this witness to that which is taking place then moses raising his hand struck the rock twice with his staff and the water gushed out in abundance for the people and their life likes and the livestock to drink but the lord said to moses and aaron because you are because you were not faithful to me in showing forth my sanctity before the children of Israel. You shall not lead the community into land I will give them. Um, Moses himself, who experienced so much grace, he was, you know, communing with God. And yet the Lord says, You are, you know, instead of saying God will provide, you participated in that in a lack of faith, lack of trust, that God will provide, that God cares. And so you witness poorly, you poorly witness to, to my, my, my love for them. You, you witness poorly my care for them. And so this part of it is that you will not be able to enter the, the, the you know, the promised land. And then, and from that moment on, you know, the, the, the symbol of the waters of Maribah. The waters of Meribah, or the lack of water, first of all, because of the desert, but then the waters flowing in the desert from the rock, and it became the the very um, symbol of both the rebellion of the people of God, but also God's provision, God's providing, God who cares. And so always we have to remember that, that despite the fact it seems like things are not happening the way we would wish, things which are sometimes so beyond our ability to control, and yet we know that we place ourselves at the Lord's disposal. Somehow the Lord will provide, will take care, and He will inspire us to know what to do, how to respond. He will give us knowledge and the ability to do things which we need to in order for that to be overcome So if today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts, so that you would hear his voice. You know, we cannot follow the example of of lack of faith, but of belief. Today in our Gospel, we see, again, how God provides. He gives us his son, he gives us his son. There's nothing greater than receiving God himself to be our brother to be our savior, to be the witness, to be the means by which the gifts of God flow into human family. He gave us his son. And, and the only thing that we're asked to do is to recognize him, to acknowledge him, to enter into communion with him because he becomes the very means by which we receive superabundant graces from the Father. So Jesus is the one. He's the one given to us, to the human family. And we know that Jesus was not recognized. You know, he was not recognized, he was not accepted. People were looking for someone else, the sort of of military type of leader, like David. So he would take control, he would defeat all the enemies, he would have this built a a beautiful empire for them in a human way, and yet God, in his providing for us, caring for us, he wanted to give us his son, is the very means by which we attain salvation, the very power by which we are transforming to becoming children of God. He's the one who embraced the, the consequences of our sin and took him to the cross, and, and he was nailed on our, for, on, our, on our behalf. He who took upon himself all the sins of the world of human family so that he may restore us to a relationship with the Father. And so here it is, the lack of recognition, which is so prevalent. And so today in our, in our gospel in Caesarea Philippi, which is a place very up north, very close to the Syrian border, this is where the, the place where the Jordan River begins, you know, flows from, from the mountains, is this the spring of water, which eventually is the Jordan River itself. So right there, in that very place where the source of water is, the source of of water for the for the whole Palestinian area because of you know of the of the Jordan River being so important in that area. So it is right there that Caesarea Philippi as Jesus asks asks the question to his disciples, Who do you say who the people say that I am? Oh, oh. And some say, well, you know, people are saying you're John the Baptist, even, even uh, Herod Tetrarch thought he was John the Baptist because he seemed to continue the mission of, of, of renewal, the mission of conversion uh, and the extraordinary signs that he was performing. But others said Elijah, the one who ascended to heaven, he will come before the, before the Messiah comes as was Jeremiah, some of the prophets, and of course Jesus says to, to them, but who do you say that I am? Who do you say that I am? And, and it, is, it is Peter who responds on behalf of them. He, Peter who responds in a, in a way that, that seems to be sort of incongruent because he's the one who says, you are, you are the Messiah. You, you are the one, you're the Christ. Christ means the, the anointed one, the one who is to come. You are the Christ, but he says, the son of the living God. It's not just a messianic figure, but the son of the living God. You're the son of the living God. And, and, and Jesus says to him in reply, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my heavenly father. And so it is the sign that Peter received a special gift. Not that he became all of a sudden all wise, because he still makes mistakes, as we can see. But he received the gift of God of faith. He received the gift of God of recognizing Jesus, the Son of God. He received this gift. And this is why Jesus says it wasn't because because you are... You, uh, Uh, you know, you're something special. No, it's because God has revealed to you. It was not your nature, but God has given you this gift of knowledge. And so, but then Jesus turns around and he gives him the, the, the power because it's the faith of Peter and the gift that God the Father gave him, this faith, that upon him the Lord builds his church. You are Peter or the rock. You are the, um, the Kephas, Kephas. You are the, the one of the rock, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of the netherworld shall not prevail against it. You are the rock down in Peter's confession of faith. Jesus builds this church, and it's today, is too, We continue. Is on the, on, the, on the foundation of faith. Recognize in Jesus. He's the one, and there's no other. Jesus is the one who's our Savior, our Redeemer. He's the Son of God who's sent into this world. He's the incarnate Word that became flesh and gives us life. He's the one. And so this is what Peter recognized, because he received a gift from God. All of us are here because we recognize in Jesus and our Lord. We recognize him as the one who, who is to come, is the one who is with us the one who who is at the very foundation of the church, because the church is built on the rock, not just Peter's confession, but on the rock, who Jesus is. That's why St. Paul says, we are the mystical body of Christ. The church is the body of Christ. Yes, still broken. Yes, still sinful. Yes, still lacking faith. And even Peter himself, even further down, you know, he received a gift, and yet he used his brain, and then he makes a stupid mistake. You know, Jesus says, yes, the Son of God will suffer and die, but rise on the third day. And Peter says right away in his humanity, no, 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 you're not going to die. You're not going to die. We're not going to let you do this. This is not your mission. Your mission is to establish this kingdom. And so he says, get behind me, Satan. You are not, you're an obstacle to me. You are thinking not as God does, but as human beings do. And so here it is, receives a great gift. And then he, the first thing that he does is makes a mistake. You know, sometimes we can say, well, this is what human beings do. You know, today, uh, the Peter of today has the faith because he believes in Christ. He believes receiving the the gift. Uh, Bishops, all people, all of us receive the gift because we are here. And yet, does it limit our mistakes? Not exactly. Somehow God allows us to make mistakes because we know that, that, that we are not the very foundation of the church. Christ is. And in our humanity, we're weak. And yet, and yet God gave Peter the power to bind and to loose, to make decisions. But always the church understood that as in communion with other bishops. You have to be in communion. It's not just a single person, but in communion. And when in communion, then, then we, have, we have the gift of inerrancy. Because it is God, through the power of the Holy Spirit, who guides us as people, and we know what, 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 what the Lord does. He wants us to be always renewed in our faith ever, you know, the renewal, the renewal is, is an ongoing process, because today I may be really, really happy, tomorrow I wake up and I've got issues and problems and worries and I had bad dream or whatever it may be, and all of a sudden throws me off, uh, fear interest. somebody tells the wrong things, you know, somebody speaks behind my back poorly, whatever it may be, and all of a sudden we're thrown off of that horse of faith where we're no longer ride high, ride on high, but we are stuck with the difficulties of each day. And so, and so the Lord still continues, as long as we open ourselves to Him, He will give us the grace, He will restore the peace, He will restore the harmony. But above all, He wants us to know and enter a relationship of communion, of love. Because when we realize that we're loved, then we don't have issues, we don't have problems, because God will always help us to overcome more things. And finally today, you know, we honor which is very interesting, the dedication of the St. Mary Major. As you know, in Rome, in Trastevere, there was a church already, St. Mary's Church, which was built about 100 years before St. Mary Major. But uh, even though there was a house church prior to that, there was a structure before, but we we speak of St. Mary Major as being the largest church. one of the basilicas in Rome, so four major basilicas. And it was dedicated in the aftermath of the Council of Ephesus. Ephesus is 431. And as you know, the Ephesus Council of Ephesus spoke of Mary, not just the mother of Jesus, not just the mother of even Christ, the human Christ, but the the, 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 the council established that Mary is truly the mother of God. And the reason for it is that we cannot divide Christ into his humanity and divinity, because he's one person, he's one person. In one person, he is fully human and fully divine. And the church uses the category of theological, categorical, hypostatic union on the level of hypostasis, the level of the deepest deepest dimensions of humanity and divinity. He's one, one person, Jesus. Christ, Son of God, Son of Mary, Son of God and Son of Mary. And because Mary is the mother of of this Lord, one Lord, human and divine, she can be called Mother of God. And this title, the Teotokos, the Bearer of God, is a a title that Our Lady received. And and as you know, we celebrate on January 1st that the the solemnity of the Mother of God. Uh, At the beginning of the year, We acknowledge her as the mother of Jesus in his humanity and divinity as one. So that's the witness. And and so the church was built and dedicated in honor to honor Our Lady as the Theotokos. So St. Mary Major, the official basilica of the Church of Rome, uh, especially representing the Church of Antioch, you know, the Eastern Church, uh, she, she, this basilica is representing that whole, uh, the, uh, the, the whole, uh, uh, you know, uh, branch of Christianity called the Antiochian Church. Uh, and, and there, you know, we, we honor her through that special title. So St. Mary Major as being the, the, the representation, the symbol, the, the, the gift of God, of Our Lady, who is the Mother of God. And there in the church, there's three things which are important. One of them is that there's a special type of image of Our Lady going back to, you know, 8th century, maybe 9th century, perhaps. As a tradition says, the Saint Luke painted some of the images of Our Lady because he gave such a beautiful theological account of Our Lady. Salus Populi Romani, there's an image of Our Lady. Uh, the, The salvation of Roman people or the health of Roman people. Uh, the uh, acknowledging Our Lady as being especially the mother of God who takes care of the people of the city of Rome. There's also the, uh, the uh, crib, uh, crib which we, uh, according to tradition, uh, the crib where Jesus lay uh, when he was born, when Our Lady placed him in a crib. So it's down below, you know, if you have been ever there, you, you know that place where it is. And and then and that and the third element is the is the uh, the nature of the basilica itself as being the symbol of the uh, of the love of Our Lady of the Church for the Church. I mean, the love uh, the Church's love for Our Lady, and and entrusting to her, and especially in a particular way, uh, our our lives under and her protection. Maybe then today, even though in a quick way. We see how God cares, for God cares for us. God cares for the children of Israel, giving them water and food and everything, all the the provisions in the desert. We see how God cares by sending us his son and then giving us the gift of faith, Peter and all of us. And then we also know that he cares for us as he gave us the Blessed Mother to take care of us even today. This is how God, somehow in the mystery of his love, takes care of us. And we, as his children, are to place confidence in him, confidence in his providential care, confidence in his word addressed to us, refreshing, renewing our mind, making sure that we remember things. And above all, through the gift of the Eucharist that we celebrate, where the Son of God enters into communion with us, He enters our very being and He slowly transforms it from brokenness, sinfulness, into being men and women of God, being truly sons and daughters of God.
1: Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily Masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking, And God bless you.